Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. She said to me that this is not very safe neighborhood. I will be worried about you. I, I don't want you to move uh, out. I can give you discount till you organize your life, till you find a better job. And So what do- did she do? She cut your rent in half? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Wow. This is the plaintiff, Lisa Teslev. She says she gave the defendant a refundable deposit on an apartment she was interested in renting. And the guy refuses to give her her money back unless she has sex with him twice. She was shocked, to say the least. When he told her that, she promptly reported him to the cops for trying to extort her. She thought she could trust the defendant because they're from the same country. But boy, was she wrong. She's suing for $730. The amount of her deposit. This is the defendant, Sasha Choquette. He says the plaintiff gave him the security deposit with the full understanding it was not going to be refunded if she changed her mind about things. She signed a binding lease. He went to great lengths to make sure she understood what she was signing. And here they are because he owes nothing. He's accused of being unclear. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $730 for one month's lost rent. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be say to come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. All right, Ms. Tesliv, you are suing Mr. Choquette for $730, a return of a security deposit that you had placed on an apartment that you ended up uh, changing your mind about. Tell me about that. Yeah, I wanted to rent uh, cheaper accommodation Mm -hmm. uh, because I am already almost five months looking for a job. I am driving Lyft part-time. You're driving Lyft? Yeah, okay. I am driving Lyft, and uh, uh, Los Angeles is like so expensive, and I am living uh, in expensive neighborhood, very nice, and I like that place a lot. But I, I thought like it's already expensive for me. All right, so I you couldn't decided afford- to look for a place, and how did you find his place? Uh, I uh, found him on Facebook in uh, uh, Rush, uh, Russian in Los Angeles group. 
Yeah, because I am from Ukraine and okay. he is also from Ukraine, so he All right. speaks Russian also. And uh, yeah, I was looking for cheaper accommodation. I was thinking for a few months I can... Okay, rent. so you find his place and do you go visit it? Yeah, it was good enough uh, for that price. It was almost double price what I am paying. All right, so you my... gave him a check or cash? What did you cash, give him? Cash. Cash. Did you get a receipt? He preferred cash. Yeah, I yeah. have a receipt. May I see the receipt? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Okay, well... He grabbed a piece of paper and a pen and wrote a receipt. This is how it's done. I have received $730 from Ms. Tesliv, and he signs it, and he writes the date, September 6th. This was for occupancy when? October 1st? From October 1st. Okay. I had to move in October 1st. All yeah. right, so then what happens? You pay the deposit, and then what happens? Yeah, and he told me why I signed in the lease, because he oh, was... Oh, you signed a lease? Yeah. Oh, can I see the lease? Yes, yeah, sure. Go ahead. He told me that he will give me deposit back if I change my mind because I told him that it's not it's not the I want to move. I I am in a position now that I would like to say lower my uh, expenses, save okay. a little bit of money. Hold on one second. Did you ever tell her you'd give her her money back if she changed her mind? <clears throat> no, as a matter of fact, we had an argument about it. Okay, <clears throat> so see, normally when you sign a lease, everything you guys agreed to should be in here. Does this say anywhere that you have you know, X amount of time to change your mind or that you can change your mind whenever you want? Because normally when you sign a contract, it means exactly the opposite of what you're saying. It means you can't change your mind. I mean, you can, you can choose where you're gonna live, but it means you don't get your money back. Um, so where here does he say, and you can change your mind? Uh, not in the contract, but no. he was telling No, the contract me. is the opposite of that. All right, so now you give the deposit on September 6th. What ends up happening? You go back to your apartment and do what? Yeah, I speak with, I told my uh, landlord that I am moving uh, because I can't afford anymore. For me, it's expensive. And she's, she was like, said, she said to me that this is not very safe neighborhood. I will be worried about you. I, I don't want you to move uh, out. I can give you discount till you organize your life, till you find a better job. And so what do did she do? She cut your rent in half? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice landlord because she's worried about you. Wow. Yeah, she's a very nice person, and I, of course, I didn't know that she could do this for me. It's why I was right. also surprised. And uh, Sure, so I then you call happy. him and you tell him, listen, I'm not going to move because this is too good. Yeah, and, and then you say, but I want my deposit back. See, I don't blame you for making the decision you made. That was a good decision. But uh, you want your deposit back. And according to you, you never told her it would be refundable. Tell me your defenses to the things she's saying. Because she says you told her that she could completely change her mind. Um, what I, I actually, I was concerned that she hadn't given her notice, um, and I told her point blank while I looked her right in the eye that I would take her money from her if she, uh, like, didn't give me a 30-day notice. Not only that, I asked you her... You mean if she moved into your place and didn't give notice? If she, if she mo moved out of my place and didn't moved out of me. Yeah, if she moved in and then one day was going to move out and didn't give you notice. Okay. Right. And I also, um, I, I asked her uh, whether uh, she expected me to give her the money back, and she... Uh, 
vehemently denied it. Wait, why would you ask that? Because she wasn't sure. She wasn't sure. And, and oh I've been neither one of you is telling the truth. You know how this happens? This happens, I want the place. She gives the money, you take the money. Nobody discusses whether it's refundable or not. Some landlords will actually write non-refundable, but it doesn't even need saying. That's what a deposit is. If you want it to be refundable, it better say refundable deposit on the receipt or on the lease you sign. Because you're like beyond just putting a deposit, you're signing a lease. And now you're telling me that you said, oh, by the way, you know, it's not going to be refundable. Okay, and what else happened? And so I said at that point, now, okay, now that you've spoken, Okay, let's so sign she signs a lease. lease and then calls you back how, how much later? A week later. And then says what? And then says she wants her money back. And then you say? And then I say, um... I tell her no. What else she, did you say? I, I told her that she couldn't have the money back. Okay. Now, according to you, the conversation went a little bit differently. What do you say he said? I said him, like, I would like to get my deposit back. And he said, no, you will not get your deposit back. Uh, or you will, you, if you want to get your deposit back, you should have sex with me twice. Not once, but twice. Yeah. It's what he said. He's okay. Yeah. Did you say that? No, I did not. Okay. Do you have any proof that he said that? No, it, I was speaking on the phone. I see where you text him. I'd like to see the text in the phone. Do you, do you have the text? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Can, go ahead and turn your phone on, both of you, and let's see the text in context. All right, so according to you on the telephone, he tells you have sex with me twice, not once, twice. Yeah. And I will give you back the money. So yeah. he offers for you to commit prostitution and you say no, correct? No, I just hand up. I was shocked. I was oh, like, Oh, did you shaking. say anything? I was telling, I just said to him like, what do you mean? You told me that you will give me... Uh, oh, that's the part that offended you. Not the, will you have sex with me twice and you'll get it back. That didn't offend you. It's the fact that he won't return the money that offended you. Be he told me that uh, you can get your, uh, your deposit back if you will have sex with me twice. And that's not the part that you went, Pugh. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, but I told him, like, uh, what you, like, what you... Talking about, you told me that you will give me money back. And if according I to you, she's making mind. that up to make you look bad. According to me, she's got no case. She's got no evidence. That wasn't my question. Her only according to you, yeah. is she making that statement up to make you look bad? She's making that statement to harass Can me. I ask you a question? Yes. And your answer to the complaint, you do not even mention this. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So um, she says that the landlord said... Um, if you want your deposit back, you have to have sex with me. Is that an illegal thing to ask? Yes. <laughs> you seem so unsure. What do you say? I think yes, too. That's a bit far-fetched for a person. Here's the thing, though. She could just say no. I mean, it's not like he's forcing it. He's just making an offer. Basically, it's sex for payment. So I think it's illegal, definitely. Okay, going inside the courtroom. If I was being falsely accused of something in a text, and let's go over that, because she sends you a text, hello, Sasha, I trusted you and now you are refusing to return my money unless I have sex with you twice in order to get my money back. It's unacceptable and considered a crime. Yesterday, I told you I would report you to the police. Also, I'm going to send a physical letters to these addresses, and then she states two addresses. Whose addresses are those? 
those are my addresses. Okay, with an explanation of what you are doing to me, maybe the people who live there will explain to you that this is wrong. Are you married? Yes, I am. Okay, so I guess that's a veiled threat to say to someone you live with that you proposed sex. Let me know if you are going to give me the deposit back as you promised, and I will forget what you said to me on a phone call Friday. Otherwise, I am going to report this as extortion tomorrow. That sounds like extortion. Well, if you're telling the truth, then what you were doing was a disgusting pitch to have sex with someone for money, which is illegal. And if you're lying, then that would be a disgusting lie to accuse somebody of that just so you can get your money back. Then on the 16th, he writes you, why did you call me five minutes ago? And you answer, I'm in a police station and police officer would like to talk to you. Give him my number, you said. What happened? Uh, the police officer asked me if that was indeed the case. I told him it wasn't, and that was that. Is that it? Uh, they asked me if I have proof, and I said, like, I was speaking on the phone, and they told me that it's not getting recorded, so it's I can't use it like proof. Yeah, you say he said it, he says he so, did. And he I'm not, I, I hate to say this, but I'm not even sure if that would have a bearing on whether you get your deposit back. I would find it disgusting, but I'm not sure it would even have a bearing. Because it's not like you're telling me, hey, judge, I slept with him twice, and he still didn't give me my money back. You know, and we had a settlement. That's not even happen, which would bring into play all kinds of other factors about the public policy of allowing prostitution to be a settlement. But we don't even have to talk about all that. We don't have to talk about all that because all you are alleging that happened in the light most favorable to you is that he made a disgusting counteroffer and you rejected it. Either way, what I'm left with is the original agreement. And in the original agreement, you have a receipt that says you paid a deposit. You have a lease that says you're going through with it. And then you ended up with a better circumstance. I get that. I understand why you broke this lease, but you're the one breaching it. And for you to come into court and say, he promised me I'd get it back is not believable because landlords don't do that. And if he did promise it in the future, someone promises that, get it in the lease or get it in the receipt because there's nothing about this that proves your case, it proves otherwise. So I'm finding in this case in favor of the defendant on your claim against him. Now you have a counterclaim against her for $730 for the first month's rent, but that's what you took the security deposit for, because obviously she didn't even move in, she didn't destroy the place. You took that security for, for it to be the first month's rent, right? <clears throat> Wrong, Your Honor. Uh, I had the expectation that I was going on vacation as a result of our agreement. This person lied to me from beginning to end. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you re-rent the place? No. Why not? Because I was on vacation. Okay, well, what are you doing to re-rent it? In other words, you should be trying to re-rent it. I am going to allow you to keep the security deposit to cover all of October. That's it. Re-rent it. Okay, so you, on your counterclaim against her, zero. That's my verdict. So neither party prevails in these lawsuits. Ms. Tesla, you just lost. Do you understand why? Okay. Yeah, but what I am thinking, this deposit, it's security deposit, if I move in, if I damage something. No, no, no. You, you, you sign the lease and you have to live by it. It's the lease. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel sorry for you. And Mr. Choquette, you understand the judge found against you. You understand why? <clears throat> you could be trying to rent the, part, the, the apartment right now. Well, I can't. Why? 
because there are people that are relying on me and I made an agreement where time was of the essence. I was preferring to do it very, very much earlier. Okay. So I was very clear about that to the judge. Time is of the essence. She knows that. She's a teacher of law. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Alrighty. Okay. Harvey? Okay, look, Doug, I want to talk about what's ultimately important here, which is when it's refundable or when it's not refundable. Put in the contract, which is it? Uh, for every element of money that you give the landlord. That will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the plaintiff, Kelsey Wondrak. She says she paid the defendant a dog trainer for some obedience classes and then changed her mind about his services and asked for the money back. She didn't sign any contract. The defendant hung up on her and this rude man needs to learn a lesson about etiquette and customer service. She's suing for $550, the amount she's owed. This is the defendant, Ronald Fearman. He says the plaintiff's dog was out of control, and the unruly thing practically dragged her through the door. He spent 10 minutes with her dog, showed her what he could accomplish, and she signed up and paid him for half. Bottom line, he trained her dog for two hours, deposits are non-refundable, and he's under no obligation to return her money. He's accused of not rolling over. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court Next Case. In the dog of the plaintiff hired the defendant to train her dog, but changed her mind, and now the defendant won't give her her money back. The defendant says the plaintiff's dog was out of control, and he trained her dog for two hours. It's the case of a fight. Don't. Thank you, Douglas. Ms. Wondrak, you are suing Aztec Dog Training, and Mr. Ooh, how do I pronounce your name? Fear Man. Fear Man. Um, <laughs> for $550 that you gave him as a deposit that you feel you sh should be returned to you. Tell me what happened. Um, my husband and I were planning to go out of town for two weeks and we have a two-year-old corgi named Deggie. Uh, so we were looking for a place for our dog to be boarded. And so we were looking into doing obedience training or schooling while we were gone to make the best use of our time. Yeah, um, So yeah, I've, I've been in that position. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, Wesley, my husband, went ahead and called local dog trainers to see who would be a good fit and talked to Ron at Aztec um, and who seemed to be the most helpful at the moment. Um, so they s had a phone conversation, which later turned into text messages um, of setting up an appointment or an evaluation for Dougie to see if he would be a good fit for the training and listen to him. Um, so we set up an evaluation appointment for 7 p.m. 
Um, and he wasn't able to make it at that moment, so I took the dog myself. Okay, so you take the dog over, and what happens? Um, so we let D Dougie work with him. Um, he did some basic training commands, walking with a leash. Well, what was uh, the point of that, observed. though? Because uh, I'm, uh, what was the point of that, like basic commands and as soon well, as she walks in? she or... came in with the dog dragging her, like kind of like a cartoon character. And their biggest concern was the dog was out of control. I call it too big for their britches. And what, what I did was she came in and I gave her a quick evaluation, 10 minutes, got the dog on a leash, just kind of walked him around. And I, I asked her, I said, now you guys are going out of town. Do I just do this one lesson at a time or do you guys really need to leave your dog? What do you want to do? Talk to her about everything. I had already talked to him and explained the price between 950 and 12. I said, I'll do 11 if the dog's not aggressive, but I require half down. So they knew ahead of time what the price was and all that, what to bring and everything else. So she bought all that. I evaluated her dog and I asked her, what do you want to do? Do you sure you want to leave your dog here? Blah, blah, right, blah. Right, but what I'm asking you is sure. the, the whole beginning thing, that's before any money changes hands oh, yeah, well, so that you can show her what exactly. you can I, do. Exactly. I take a look at her dog to make sure he's more than anything else not aggressive towards me or a danger to any other dogs. That was my initial 10-minute consult to explain what I do. And did you show what you can do? I evaluate the dog real quick, but I don't really give a lot up until I ask her and she paid me. She filled out the contract herself. And then I proceeded to continue to work her dog in four 10 minute sessions. Okay, so you decide that this looks great. Um, what made you think that it looked great? The way he talked, the way he handled the dog, what? So she changes her mind, never signed the contract, but gave the guy a deposit. Does she get it back? I don't believe she should. I think that she gave the deposit in anticipation of the work being done, and that's what you hold a deposit for. And, and he says he did some of the work. What do you say? It's not refundable by default. I'd say no. What about the fact that she didn't sign the contract? Yeah, I think no contract means she should get the money back. Okay, going inside the courtroom. He did have a good um, sense of how to work with the dog. I mean, my dog was following his instructions, so I did feel confident sure. in his training at the time. All right, so then he gives you a contract to read. You take a photograph of it, of the different pages. Um, did you sign the contract? I did not sign the contract. Okay. But she filled it out. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, sir. Ma'am. Did, um, did you leave a deposit? I did. Um, because how much of a deposit did you leave? So over the phone, he quoted 950 for the training. Once I got there, he he upped it to 1100. So it was 550 um, for the training half. or for the boarding for, or for both? the down payment to hold or reserve the spot for two. No, weeks. my question is, how much was it supposed to cost you entirely? 1100. 1100. Yes. All right. Uh, what? How much of a deposit do you normally half ask? down? Oh, whatever do. the cost okay. is. So now, so you give him the 550, and why do you give him the 550? In the text message, he said, please bring half down to reserve your spot or hold okay, your spot so for Okay, so the, the answer weeks. to my question is to reserve the spot. Yes. Okay. So then you go home, you talk about it with your husband, and you change your mind. Mm -hmm. Right. So what is the reason that you feel you are entitled to change your mind? Because I never actually signed a contract. I did give him the money to reserve the two weeks like he asked. Um, but I didn't agree to anything because my husband wasn't there. So I wanted... did he reserve the two weeks? Yes, he put it on a calendar and highlighted right. it and took the money after. And that. that's the purpose of giving the money is to reserve the two weeks, right. right? Okay. Now she changed her mind mighty quickly. I can tell you why I believe 
They changed their mind because the dog did too good when she got home and she didn't feel like they needed the training any longer. That's so simple. how long were you training the dog that night? I worked the dog four times, probably five or 10 minutes at a time. And if you watch the video, you'll see that- Let's see a, the video. It's a different dog, but it's the same disposition. She has a video though. She asked me if she could videotape me. And I said, yes, since you hired me, you can, but you cannot share it on social media. But she has a video of her dog. Oh, this isn't her dog? No, it's oh, a dog no. just like her disposition. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Do you she have a video, video of, you, of your dog? I do not. She okay, took a well, video. Okay, well, apparently she's not going to play it for you and help right. you. Right. All right, so go ahead. So anyway, I worked her dog five minutes a session, four times. And the way I do this, I convince a dog it's in his best interest. If you're in a room and you bring your dog in, I walk right towards you three or four times by the third, and I turn the other way. As soon as the dog thinks he's going to hit you, I sneak and turn the other way. Hit you? Walk up to you and jump okay. on you. Okay, okay, Sorry about that. I turn and go the other way without saying a word. Sneaky. And I reapproach the target, her. And now by the third approach, the dog starts to figure out I'm not going where he thinks I'm going. So he starts to look at me. Then I isolate him. I get him out again 10 minutes. I do that several times. Now he's looking at me all the time. He's giving me more and more attention. I exploit that. I start a pattern oriented routine. Every time he looks away, I sneak off the other way. It's not long at all before he's not pulling anymore, not tugging and not looking at anything else because he's focused on me. This is my niche. No one else does it this way. This is my thing. And that's what I did for her dog. After four sessions, I had her dog that came in dragging her doing heel, sit, stay, down and down, stay. That's why she won't show you the video. So you feel that she got what she needed that night, but yes. they're going out of town. They still need the dog. That's boarding. what I thought too. I think they figured they could now take the dog that was priorly unmanageable with them. Cause she said the reason we're leaving him is because we can't take him. He's too out of control. Once she got home. Yeah, maybe. All right, so he, uh, did you ever suggest that the deposit was refundable? Absolutely not. It says no cash refunds right on the contract she filled out, by the way. Okay, when you say she filled out, she didn't sign it. But well, what do you mean by filled out? She filled her she name? She filled the top out. I can show you okay. two different handwriting. All right, so you see the contract. You um, write stuff in the contract. You photograph the contract. And frankly, the default position whenever you pay a deposit is... Here's the deal. Hold the spot for me. I'm going to give you money. Don't sell it to anybody else. And then you change your mind and then like, ah, you know what, give me my money back. That's not really how deposits work. The default position in a deposit, even if nothing is said, and in this case something was because the, the contract you that was handed to you that you started to fill out and that you photographed actually says non-refundable. But even if nothing was said, the default position is that it's non-refundable because that's what's normal. You're giving something up, cash. He's giving something up, the spot, you see? So we start from the premise that deposits are non-refundable. In your case, we have something even more perturbing, which is that you spent two hours there with him training your dog. But, but that really doesn't even matter to me. I am gonna assume that you spent 10 minutes there and left and paid a deposit. I don't get to say, ah, come on, it was just 12 hours later. You, you make reference to, well, it was, you know, I should have 24 hours to change my mind. Where'd you get that? that, that's some, that is, some states say that, some, you know, that's not, it doesn't apply to you. So when is your trip, or did that already pass? It already happened, yes. Yeah, did you take the dog? No. What'd you end up doing? We had a friend uh, watch him while we were gone. That's a lot cheaper than $1,100. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, it's a hard lesson to learn, but that's what the law is. So my verdict in this case is for the defendant. Good luck. So the plaintiff learned a hard lesson today about deposits, that they are not refundable. What are you thinking? 
I mean, I went in for an evaluation and I just, I didn't expect to have to actually commit to anything and now he has my money, so. He looks like he really knows what he's doing. Were you impressed with what he was doing yeah, with your dog that dogs, night? it's his job. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it was pretty decent, but uh, I mean, I'm out of my money, so I don't have anything else to comment but on. But how's your dog? How's he doing? Did he do, is he doing better than he was when you took it to him? It didn't really make a difference. He was only there for 30 minutes. Okay, you gotta live with it. Thank you very much, sorry. It's the way it goes. All right, Mr. Furman, you sound like you have a pretty good system going. Yes, sir, I do. Very unique. I just haven't put my book out yet, so yes. You're going to do a book sometime? Absolutely. Okay. Well, good enough. Congratulations. Thank you very, Thank much. You very much. Okay. Harvey? You know, the plaintiff had mentioned, Doug, uh, about a three-day cooling-off period. That doesn't apply in situations like that. That is usually like a home solicitation contract where somebody knocks at your door and you have three days since you were kind of blindsided to change your mind. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Adrienne Montero. She says she purchased a car from the defendant and he turned around and sold it to someone else before she could pick it up. Now the guy refuses to return her money, even though what he did wasn't right. She's here in the name of justice, suing the sketchy defendant for every last penny of the $330 he stole from her. This is the defendant, Shane Wolf. He says he held the car for the plaintiff for six months while she slowly tried to pay it off. Then she stopped paying. He stored the car for her until he finally realized he was never going to get the money from her, so he sold it. He doesn't owe this woman a dime and thinks the judge will be seeing things his way today. He's accused of selling a car out from under a buyer. All parties, please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff bought a car from the defendant. He double-crossed her and sold it to somebody else. But the defendant says he held the car for her for six months. So bye-bye deposit. It's the case of you pass the day for layaway. Thank you, Douglas. Ms. Montero, you uh, got your eyes on a car that Mr. Wolf was selling, correct? Yes, When was that, back in August of 2018? Yes, ma'am. And uh, how is it that you found uh, out about his car? Um, uh, last August, um, Mr. Wolf was fixing my neighbor's roof. And so he was like, well, I have a little car, a little Honda for sale for $800. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's What fine. kind of Honda did you have for sale for $800? Uh, 98 Honda Accord. 98, wow, okay. Old enough to vote. All right, so you settle on a price of 800. How's it going to get paid? What was the agreement between you two about how it would get paid? First of all, I had to wait until... Yeah, I, you didn't buy the car until he had a title. He took right. him a month and a half to get the title. Then you decide, yeah, I'm going to buy the car. Then you make your first payment, right? right? Okay. But you're not going to get the car because you're just going to be making payments. In the meantime, where's the car going to be? Uh, I was storing the car in my garage. So were you driving it? No, ma'am. Okay. Was it drivable? Yes, ma'am. Did you test drive it? No. Okay, why do people do the things they do? I know, God bless them, because otherwise we would have no food. All right, I'm, okay. So you're gonna pay how much and how? 
What's the, the uh, rhythm? There, there, there was really no agreement because I had had all the money, but it took them so long to get the title. And in between that time, I was going to relocate back to Alabama. I have a sick son in Alabama, but my plans changed. So there was never no agreement. I'm sorry, what were you about to explain? You dipped into the till of the money that you'd saved? Yeah. Okay. I dipped it. That's dipped. a you problem. That is not right. a him problem. Right. Oh, he took so long to get the title that I spent the money. Right. I <laughs> he should have known I, I was going to spend the money. That's, that's not my fault. You no, know no. Okay. Because it was but like two in months. any event, we're so past that because right. the title does come in a month and a half later. He tells you right. the title's in and then you start paying. Then I start right? paying on it. So you end up paying him the first payment when? I paid him the first payment in November. What did you pay? Uh, $100. Okay. Do you have proof of paying the $100? Yes, ma'am. What are you showing me? These are the receipts. A receipt where he signed yeah. saying, I got $100, $700 still owed. Okay. What was the next payment you made? Uh, the next payment I made was uh, another 100 When? Oh, uh, I'm thinking. Well, that, look at the receipt. That, that was in November. Wait, we, you don't need to guess. We, we didn't put look. dates. We there. That that was one thing. How could you not put dates? There's a date on this one. Yeah, that that was my my mistake. I just because I'm just okay. gonna be truthful. Show I me all your receipts it. and what do your receipts total to? I I left them in the book because that's what we were uh, writing in the book. Okay, so. She has one receipt that says $100, so $700 still owing. Then she has this, which I'm about to show you, which says, yeah. I've received one of 100. Are you referring to this the one? First Why would you bring that up in the receipt? Uh, she's she arguing find, that that's another she 100 she couldn't she find the first receipt. Say it again? The, the first receipt I wrote, she couldn't find, so I rewrote the receipt well, again. Well, she found it for court. Yes, ma'am. So now it says, I have received one payment of 100 and a second payment of 80. And six, okay, well, 620 is still owed. So that shows what that meant. And then I have received a payment of 50 towards the car. An additional 50 is added to the amount for a battery. What on earth is that supposed to mean? Uh, I had to move the vehicle and uh, the battery was bad in the vehicle. And it, as far as I'm concerned, she's making the payments on the car. So if something is wrong with the car, she has to pay for that. So the battery needed to be changed. So I, I put the new battery in there. And the battery cost me $50, so that's what I charged her for it. So according to you, how much has she paid you? Two, 30, right? A yeah. hundred and then 80, 80 and then 50. And then 50. Yeah, two, 30. And the balance should have gone up by 50 for the battery. That's your yes, version. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, those, those monies, according to you, were supposed to be paid how and when? Uh, when I took the $100... She was supposed to uh, get some kind of Section 8 or something, so she was supposed to pay me the rest of the money the next month. And then the next month when I went there and she gave me the $80, she was waiting for her income taxes to come. And then when I went to go there after that, the income taxes never came, so she still never paid for the car. Okay, so you tell me what your understanding was of how you were gonna pay for the car. There was no s specific agreement. So if the contract doesn't say how long, how long does somebody, go, go to you, how long does somebody have um, to come up with payment in full before they forfeit everything? I think six months is way long enough. As long as he's made whole, then I think he should refund. Huh, okay, uh, that's kind of an interesting point. We're gonna go inside the courtroom. Literally, you are telling me you were gonna buy a car and you could take 10 years to pay it off. 
You wouldn't no. get, the, you got the key. Somehow she had the key. Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Just for symbolism sake, because yeah, she didn't get the car. What is the point of giving her the key? Uh, I just wanted her to have something of the car. A little around. memento? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So she gets the key, and then the plan is you'll pay for it when? Actually, like, like I was saying, that we, there was never no set date. Well, what was your plan? If you say, well, it was supposed to be income tax money, you're talking about in 20, in, after in 2019? No, it was supposed to come within a month. Everything, every time I went there, is the payment's going to be there, and I'm going to pay off the rest of the car. And, and then uh, you would go thinking you were going to get the full amount, and then you the would get... The next time, you, you know, and then it never happened. So you go in January, and then what happens? Uh, I didn't hear from her again, so I sought her out, and uh, I ran into her. Uh, in February, I, I talked to her. I told her that the car's in my garage. I need to get the car out of the garage, and I need to get the full payment from her. And then I didn't hear from her how again. How did you get? Okay, wait, wait, wait. So in February, how did you seek her out? I, I actually drove around her neighborhood looking for her. You found I, I her? I seen her, and I, I picked her up, and I drove her to church. And, right, and, and that's and, how uh, you saw me. That's okay. how wait, was, so you, so you picked her up, he and you took her me. to church, yes, and said, when am I going to get the rest of the money? Yes, ma'am. And what did she say? She said she didn't have the money right then, and that she was going to get it in, soon, in a couple weeks. And then I didn't hear from her again for another three months. Three months? Yes, ma'am. What and happened so, during those three months? It, it, it wasn't three months. It was uh, my phone blacked out in the middle of February. That's the reason I have these two phones. What do you mean your phone blacked out? It blacked out. The screen completely went out, so I lost all contacts. I took Why would that cause you to lose all contacts in this day and age? Because as you can see, it's a new and phone. So of course and you I took it and put it How in How did you find his number phone. in May? Because it, it was uh, literally, your last payment was January, and it was four months later when you called about the car. You saw, you ran into him in February. Both of you acknowledged mm -hmm. it. So at best, it's March, April, May. So no, April. how did you manage to find his number in May? Uh, I didn't find a number. I ran across the Facebook page. In May, you reach out through Facebook, and I guess you reach out. Is it to you that he reaches out? Come on up. And what is your relationship to the defendant? Oh, he's my boyfriend. And then um, you reach out. Do you reach out to her, is it? I reached out to him first, and okay. he didn't he didn't respond. So uh, when I seen her, because he has on his page in a relationship with Paula. Okay. And that's how that's the reason I reached. All right. Out so you reach out to Paula, and what does Paula tell you? Paula told me that they held the car for a year and that they had sold the car. Okay. And had you sold the car in May? Uh, no, ma'am. Why did Paula say that then, Paula? At that point, I believe we had somebody interested in, in the, the car. car. Yeah. All right, so in any event, have you sold the car now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, what did you get for the car? I got $1,000 for it. But you had put in money to get it repaired? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so in May, when she reaches out to you and you say, um, that's not uh, going to happen, you know, we sold the car because we haven't heard from you in four months, what is it she says to you? I shouldn't even be dealing with you. I deal with Shane. I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, well, you sought me out. You looked for me, you messaged me, and I'm just telling you the details. Then she proceeded to tell me that I'm not the same girlfriend that he had when she started doing this, and he had another girl in the car the day he went there, which it was me in the car that day. Right, he does. You know, so I'm like, lie. okay, but it was me each time 
And then yeah, you got a text me. from her that said, or I, or I guess, who was <laughs> the one who got the messages about she and her husband were going to pay you a visit? That was me. That okay. Was her. Do yeah. you have that? I do. I don't know what kind of lawyer you are talking to. They're probably just as retarded as you and Shane. Well, that's kind of rude. Very. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was how I was feeling. It doesn't matter. That's how you were feeling. You don't use a pejorative term like that to refer to people when there's people who have mental disabilities and you're making fun of them when you use that term. Who hasn't? Oh, 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 you I understand. understand. Don't call people retarded. Yeah, I got you. As a slight. That's insulting. Okay. Yeah, right. Not to the people, to mm -hmm. the, the mentally disabled. I, right. You, you follow now? Okay. Completely. Keep playing with me. I'm not dumb black person. I am very, very intelligent. I trusted Shane. Keep playing with me. This isn't the one I want. The one I want okay. is the one where she says, my husband and I are going to come pay you a visit. They're all together, so there's no way not to show. Okay. I, I just want to see what I, what I, do you have it or not? Well, you remember what you said. You sent a text to, to her saying mm -hmm. you and your husband would come by After there. a couple of days. And what? And what? And, and see about them. And see about their A blank blank, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Right. All right. That sounds like you're threatening that you're going to have physical violence, right? All right, but in any event, you didn't go over there and no. see about their, you no. filed in small claims, because which is I didn't what you're supposed know. to do. All right. right. So I have to decide if there was a breach on your part that allows them to keep the money or there wasn't. And the way one decides that is by trying to look at the terms of the agreement. I know that this was very loosey-goosey. But I don't think there's any world where you can get lost for three months and then expect that the deal will still be there. So I find, I feel bad for you, but I find in favor of the defendants in this wow. case. Thank you. So the judge decides the plaintiff waited too long without paying and you don't get your money back. Yeah, What's that's okay. Think? It's okay. They probably need it more than I do. No, well, you say it's okay. You filed a lawsuit. I mean, you yeah, because um, yeah, I am because it was a little ninety-eight. They got paid very good for that little ninety-eight Honda. All right. Sorry. Good luck. Okay, Mr. Wolf, if you'll step out here. Yes, ma'am. Come on over here. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> so, what are you thinking right now? You don't have to, you know, give her the money back. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a fair judgment. Uh, she waited a long time to make any payment at all or get in touch with me at all. And uh, so I'm happy with this decision. Okay, good enough. Thank you very much. Thank Congratulations. You. Okay, very good. Harvey? Okay, Doug, if you buy on layaway, two things. One, make sure you say in the contract how much time you have to come up with a payment in full. And number two, whether the deposit that you put down is refundable.